I'm Paris Lawson, and this is the Thunder Cares Cast, the place where Thunder stories live, a part of the Thunder Podcast Network. Behind every initiative, there's a reason to care. This is why. Today, we're doing something a little different on the Thunder Cares cast. We're bringing in the woman behind all of the community events for the Thunder, Christine Burney, Vice President of Thunder Community Relations. Here's our conversation. We want to welcome in Christine Burney, super special guest to our podcast, the Vice President of Community Relations for the Thunder. Christine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Paris. This is going to be a great episode because we get to go behind the scenes of what goes into these community events. We've been doing this podcast, this Thunder Cares cast for nine episodes now, and so it's it's nice for us to get a behind-the-scenes look into what goes into all these events that we're talking about. Well, so we're excited about that. I mean, th- thank you for doing nine episodes of the Thunder Cares podcast. I mean, seriously, it's just it's really fun. So first, for everybody who doesn't know, what goes into what you do? What's kind of your day-to-day like as VP of Community Relations? Oh my goodness, that's such a hard question. <laughs> I know that there's never (laughs) anything that you guys are doing the same. It's always changing. Personally, for me, it's just sort of trying to keep a big picture view of what we're doing and where we're going at the same time that I'm trying to support all the wonderful people on the community relations staff that are putting these events together. I work very closely with our director who has her hands in everything that we do, but but really, you know, still work closely with, with all of the, the CR staff. Just thinking about where we need to be, what we're doing, who we're partnering with. I have a lot of conversations. I, I do, I have a lot of coffee meetings. I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, but that's how, you know, meeting with people and getting to know people in the community is, and organizations in the community is is a way that we know who we're working with, who we should be working with, what opportunities there are out there. Today, for example, I was at Starbucks in Bricktown and stopped there after doing a radio interview thing this morning. There was a guy selling the Curbside Chronicle, which is something that the Homeless Alliance does. The people who are actually homeless or trying not to be homeless sell those magazines on you know various different places around the city. And this guy was in Starbucks. And so I was in line and bought a curbside chronicle and he was having a coffee and we were chatting and he was telling me about the feature, um, which was this guy who has a barbershop who does haircuts at the day shelter in Oklahoma City. And like, I never would have known about that if I hadn't talked to this person and or picked up that curbside chronicle. I think a big part of my job is just trying to be aware all the time and looking for those opportunities and then taking that back and seeing how that fits into who we are as an organization, Mm -hmm. you know, who we are as part of the NBA. I think one of the big misconceptions about community relations with an NBA team is that it's one person. Like it doesn't Uh, require a big staff or, you know, 
what why do they need to do community events you know so uh, maybe go into kind of what your whole department does and why it takes an entire department it's not just you it's not yeah. just a director it is you- not just me <laughs> <laughs> No, and we're extremely lucky here at the Thunder. We have so much organizational support um, for what we do in community relations that we have been able to build a substantial department that supports all of the programs and events that that we put on that are year-round. They're not just through the season. And so we have currently two coordinators and two managers one director, myself, and then two interns for each semester. And it takes every bit of that to put together the things that we put together. It absolutely does. And <laughs> we have only done nine episodes, but there have been so many community events so far this season. We're kind of on the, the downtick a little bit after the holidays. It's, the holidays are the crazy. The holidays are crazy. It's, it's called Holiday Palooza. Holiday Assista Palooza is what we call it. <laughs> And But there's always seems to be something going on with the community staff. When we talk about events, we're really talking about players in the community and sort of creating these opportunities to get our players out during the season, which really is preseason. So starting from September through March, building opportunities for them to get out and go to schools and go to the Boys and Girls Club and go to the food bank and, you know, work with big brothers, big sisters, and um, all of the wonderful community partners that we have. So we work throughout the year. And we probably, when you, when you, tally them all up. We probably have 200 player appearances because each player does, I think, 12 Mm -hmm. and there's 15 players on the team. So multiply whatever that is. Um, And then they do more than that a lot of times as well, especially around the holidays, but, um, you know, other times of the year. And um, so we're we're really um, we're really out and about as much as we can possibly be. Right, and you have those two hundred player events, but you also have events that don't involve players at all. For example, the Black History Month Creative Contest that doesn't in- involve a player. Exactly. The Stat Lab yes. surprise visits mm-hmm. they don't involve a player. There, yes. There's so many different ways that you're you're impacting the community. I, I'm curious, kind of how you figure out where the need is and how you want to fill it in this community? It's We do a lot of listening, um, and we do a lot of, I, I hope, sort of paying attention and talking to the people who are doing the work in the community to, to try to figure out where those needs are. Education from the very beginning has been something that's been extremely important, and we have really close relationships with the school districts across the state. You were mentioning some of our educational programs, and those are things that are absolutely, they're not as visible maybe as taking, you know, Shay out to on a, to the food bank or, or something like that, but they're just as important. And they, they reach literally thousands of um, students and teachers a year. Those are those are things that give teachers hopefully the resources to get their kids excited about reading or get them excited about doing statistics or, you know, a STEM experiment or the Black History, Black Heritage Creative Contest and things like that that are supportive to the educational realm around the state. 
and maybe gets kids interested where, you know, because the Thunder is involved in it, because they might get a cool Thunder prize or they might get to come to a game. Whatever gets them interested is we're so happy to be able to help with that because education is just so important. You alluded to something there that I want to expand on, and it's maybe if they see that the Thunder is a part of this, they'll get super into it. Why is it so important to marry that that connection between the Thunder and the community? Why is it so important to have the Thunder, especially in Oklahoma? This is such a different market than some other NBA teams. Why is it so important for the Thunder to be involved in the community? For us, I really, and I think as an organization, we really look at it as a responsibility. Um, you know, we're part of this community. We live here. We play basketball here. We wouldn't be here without the support of our fans across the state. And so with that, we feel that it's important for us to give back. And it's also something to think about where you might have people at a game that otherwise wouldn't be there if they hadn't have seen the thunder at their nonprofit or in their school, you know? Right. And I would think that's one of the things that I I really love the most is when, you know, you'll be somewhere in the line at Target and somebody will be wearing a, a Thunder, you know, cap or shirt or something like that. And you'll get into a conversation and it'll, it'll end up that, you know, their kid goes to such and such school and the book bus was just there last week or so-and-so is doing the reading challenge or so. I mean, it's just... It's this really fun sense of connection to the team on another level, you know, because everybody is connected to them for their playing basketball, right. which is awesome. But it's nice to have that added layer, too, that I think maybe makes makes them seem seem a little more personal. What makes you so involved in this? Why why are you the vice president of community relations? We we see what the what the CR department does. And you told us what your job entails. What what drives Christine Burney? Okay, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> That's okay. This is a safe space. <laughs> um, I am extraordinarily grateful to get to do this job. I never um, imagined that it even was a job until I came on board 12 years ago, and through doing the work that I get to do. I've learned so much about Oklahoma City, so much about the state of Oklahoma. I've been in so many places and situations that I would not have had access to and probably would not have thought of going to. Just any of the things that are literally happening in our community that are not that far away from us, mm-hmm that I get to have in front of me every day. And when that happens, you can't help but want to try to do something about it. And luckily, the Thunder as an organization wants to do something about it. Is there a specific event that you're thinking about that really you had to sit back and think, wow, look at the difference the Thunder's making. That's always the goal, 100%. I think that with our players, with our team through the years, that, I mean, what you just said about them being locked in, and, and it's it's a tough thing. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they're coming in from 
somewhere on a plane the night before. They get in at 3 a.m. They go For to example, practice. like today, the Fit yeah, Clinic, we're right. going to have two players there. Exactly. And the team got back at 1 yeah. o'clock in the morning Who knows from Orlando. They got to bed last night. I mean, but I guarantee you when they get over there and they're in that gym with those, you know, middle school or high school kids – they are going to be all in, and you just never know what kind of an effect that can have on on a kid. What about the events that players do on their own? And like, for instance, the Chris Paul Family mm-hmm. Foundation, mm-hmm. they just dedicated a floor at Family Tree. I mean, what impact or what role does do you guys have with those type of events? We that that you're just talking about the the gym at Family Tree was just so much fun. S- sometimes in and when we get to have a role in that, we're we're super grateful for it. It this was one of those times when basketball operations and the Chris Paul Foundation kind of asked for some direction on you know they knew that Chris wanted to do a court and they knew kind of the parameters and the time frame and and so we got to put together some recommendations for them the family tree that they they ended up going with was an organization that we've we've kind of had our eye on for a while I mean they're um, they do some great work in the foster care space reunifying families and kind of teaching parents how to be parents and getting kids back into their their homes with their parents whenever possible. And it's a different level of impact, I would imagine, because it's one thing for the Thunder to put on an event and have Thunder Cares and all of all of that happening. But when Chris Paul comes to your organization and he does represent the Thunder everywhere that he goes in Oklahoma City. It's another level of impact that the Thunder can have on on that type of exactly. situation. Exactly. I mean, it's something, you know, it's, it makes it really personal. Like, this is something that he has personally done. You know, yes, he's also a Thunder player, and, and he's absolutely representing the Thunder. I mean, we had Thunder Girls and Rumble and, you know, all the goodies there. But this was also his project, near and dear to his heart. And I think... For an organization to receive that is just a a really, really great thing. One final thing that we just to put a bow on all of this, because you've been so insightful and you've given us a really good look into what goes into these events, what goes into planning and figuring these out. It takes a village. It takes a whole department. And it takes more than a department. I mean, I would I would be remiss if I didn't also speak about how much we get help from other departments. It's the whole organization that makes it happen. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of people. And one thing that I want to I want to get from your brain is what unifying power does the thunder have in Oklahoma City? Just in this state that's separated by, you know, if you went to OU, or OSU. But one thing that they can all agree on is Thunder Up. We're all coming to Thunder Games. And so when you go out into the community, how do you see that come to pass? How do you see that work when you're doing this stuff in, in the community? We, when we get to go out, not just in Oklahoma City, but, you know, in Tulsa and Boys City, and we do a lot of, we do multiple basketball courts across the state as well. I think that's maybe one really visible example of how the Thunder, you know, the sort of unifying force of the Thunder and everybody being excited about it, it almost takes you by surprise. Bernie, we love having you here, and we want to know what the next step is. (laughs) 
Well, we're always dreaming up things. So it's kind of like it's hard to pick a a favorite event. People are doing great things in our community. And whenever we as a Thunder and people pay attention to us because we are an NBA team, finding more ways that we can raise up those organizations that are doing the great work and get more people interested in volunteering. One thing I I do think when when I have the the white space in my head to, to think about it, I think that we can also look at the nonprofits in the entrepreneurial space as well and maybe find some ways to, to help um, help them along to you know the next phase and in, in where they want to go to. Bernie, we're looking forward to what's next for the CR crew and we start every episode of this Thunder Cares cast with every behind every initiative there's a reason to care. This is why. And you just told us why. And we want to thank you so much for bringing your insight and your knowledge and your background to our podcast and giving our listeners an understanding of why we do what we do, why the Thunder does what they do in the community and the the impact and the importance that it has with this team and the organization as a whole. So thank you so much for joining our Thunder Cares cast. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. And it's just such, such an honor to have something focused on on community outreach which not that it's not I mean we're you can cut that part out but (laughs) (laughs) no it's just it's just super cool that you guys are doing this it's a fun addition to the the way that we tell the story again Bernie thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for listening be sure to like rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast until the next I'm Paris Lawson.